the guest we have on today. He's a man that grew up in a small mountainous village in Italy. Uh, he only came to uh, Australia in 2015 and uh, to pursue his uh, ambition in fitness. And I think it was only three years later in 2018, he won the WA Bodybuilding Championship. And only a year later, I think that's four years after arriving in Western Australia, you competed in South Korea in the World Championships and you won. Correct. Yes. Welcome, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So that what an achievement that is. Oh, yeah. that's That's been an outstanding experience. I mean, uh, that was the dream, that was the plan, but you never imagine that everything's going to fall into place that way that quick uh, yeah <laughs> or did you did you expect it to be that quick or uh not really actually um i just uh went with the, the flow i would say um it's been it, it's a passion it's a lifestyle so that's what i love to do and um yeah, I don't, just don't, don't want to stop, and I'm enjoying every every single step of the, the I journey. I bet, I yeah. bet. Listen, the reason why I started podcast is not so much the destination of where people get to from all different professions. I'm really interested in the journey, you know, like yeah. the roots and the sort of anchors that turned you into what you are today. So, what? makes a guy that grows up in a in a little village in Italy get into fitness was it something that happened at school where you're a skinny kid and got bullied or <laughs> <laughs> well not really I'm I've always been like I was had I would say good genetics it, it's never been about aesthetics uh, my first principle has always been health what happened is that I've noticed around me a lot of um, people that I love, you know, passed away or going into problems like health problems, getting sick and, you know, just uh, trans spend their li the last period of their lives uh, going from bed to hospital and then uh, to a chair and then to bed again. And, you know, and I said, that's not the way I want to end up. You know, I used to, uh, in, in 2000, you said 2015, uh, just a year prior to that, uh, I used to work in a bank. And then, so a totally different lifestyle. Right. Just me, uh, clients, uh, computer, and and there was a lot of stress. And I've seen people around me, just um, you know, getting sick, uh, having all sorts of problems, health problems, and having troubles in private lot private life. And that wasn't the way I wanted to to become. So. I started. I started researching about health, about how to take care of the only the only body I have, uh, and my mind as well. So I started reading more. I started, you know, like getting into fitness and um, healthy lifestyle. That's how everything started. And you know, with my um, grandparents uh, having a lot of you know problems, health problems. Yeah, I decided that, again. Uh, that's not the way I want to end up. So. Let's do something. Was it anyone in particular that got sick and that you lost? Yes, that was my grandfather. You know, when you have that role model, uh, he was so, he was big. He was muscular. Never, never entered a gym in his own life. It was all about, uh, you know, he, he used to, to work as um, in the railway. So he was used to drive a train. In Italy, we, you were right. I mean, there's a small village where I come from. And we have, we raise our own vegetables. We have, you know, gardens, but it's not gardens. It's actually little farms. So they used to have animals. They used to have, you know, like do that type of job. 
I would say for my grandfather it was a second job, but it was you know he, he, all his muscles, and I I still remember the you know the harness of his biceps. It was just crazy, <laughs> and I said, oh, one day I want to be like that. And seeing that person that you know was really important, it, it is really important for for me uh, still, um, just transforming in something that it wasn't not the same thing. I mean, it was like it got smaller, it got like unable to walk or to to leave was that through just natural age or what did he have did he catch something uh no 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 that was just aging but in the wrong way i mean that was mostly because of the wrong choices he made through you know his lifestyle right they have they had no knowledge absolutely no knowledge about nutrition again no exercise it's it was just work hard work and the body gives up you know after years and years of that lifestyle and so yeah, he spent his last 15 years going from a bed to a chair to a bed again in the hospital. And then it's, one day he just didn't wake, wake up. It's hard to see, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so. I, I lost someone close to me four weeks ago. Oh, wow. Well, my sister. Oh, so sorry. And she that. was, she, she wasn't, uh, she wasn't old, but, um, you know, I saw in the last few months the, the sort of pain she went through and that was a big turning point in my life because she before that she was a healthy person she was actually on the podcast beginning of august wow i sort of came up to the same conclusions as you i was never scared of death don't get me wrong i'm not scared of death i'm scared of suffering beforehand yeah and so that made me make certain life decisions because you learn big lessons during that time you know i was sleeping at the hospital a lot and and i made some decisions regarding health um that i made a pledge to her that yes. I would start doing because, you know, for years now, as you get older, I'm 49, but as you get older, you start to get injuries that last a long time, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're 39? I'm 39, right? 39. Yes. So I had a bad back injury for the last three years and I love boxing, oh. but um, every time I do boxing, the back would just go for weeks. So I decided to join Biddy Park to try and strengthen my back before I go back to boxing. So that was my turning point. So yours was like your grandfather back then. But then working in a bank, <laughs> did that sort of destroy, did that destroy your soul a little bit? <laughs> I've got <laughs> yeah. friends that worked in a bank yeah. and they're just pulling their hair out at the end, you know. Yeah. Again, my grandfather was the the turning point, definitely. Um, but also the, the managers and, um, you know, CEO of the bank where I was working, they earned a lot of money, but they were stressed. They were sick. They had, you know, health issues, anything. I mean, their lives were not not the way I wanted mine to be. Uh, my dream, you know, uh, my family transferred to me a lot of values, like deep values, like, you know, family first and, you know, respect for other people. Uh, that wasn't the environment I was living into. And... So I decided to quit. <laughs> Same way I decided to quit, you know, anything else that was unhealthy. So food-wise, I used to drink alcohol. Not, not a big, you know, not a big drinker. Never been a big drinker, but I used to, you know, like enjoy some drinks in the weekends with friends, like sure. the average person. Same as cigarettes. I used to smoke. Really? Yeah. That was like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, and my brain, I don't know if it's a, something that, you know, I have to consider myself lucky or not, but it works in a, 
very simple way. So once I know that something is wrong, I'm not going to do that again. That's just stop. It's really... Easier said than done, especially <laughs> with cigarettes. Well, I have to say that um, it depends It depends on the point of view. Yeah. If you see that as you're depriving yourself of something, some pleasure, that's really hard to give up. Right. But if you see like setting yourself free from an addiction, that's a lot better. Oh, that's okay. Better so it's how you view... Yeah. The, how you view the addiction. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, that's good. That's interesting. Though. Honestly, I didn't like the taste. I didn't like the smell. I don't <laughs> think anyone I don't think I don't think I don't think anyone likes that, the taste really. Absolutely true. Yeah. It just becomes an addiction, you know, at the yeah. end of the day. So you started to turn your life around. Yes. Yes. And how old were you then? Uh that was exactly yeah, as I said, like around ten years ago. I still have pictures of you know my body transformation since 2010. That was probably the lowest point. Have you got those? Yeah, yeah. Can sure. I can I grab them off you? Yeah, of course. Just yeah. to see the progression. So the the audience that are actually looking at the videos, absolutely, it'd be nice to have that reference. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And was it a big difference? Oh yeah, it looks like a different person. Really? Yeah. Everything. Everything was. You know, I had no. Um, interested again in aesthetics that's not how I started but then yeah I fell in love with bodybuilding and training regularly I found I found in bodybuilding and you know weightlifting a way to let's say shape my body on one side and to keep to, to bring my body to its maximum potential that was my intention so I said we have one life one opportunity here it's only no, it's not going to happen twice. Well done, well done. So uh, you you better do your best in this life. So that's that's my that was my goal, and that was what drew me to the world title in 2019. And man, I want to keep going. I don't want to stop. Yeah. So that was the plan this year, but and again, the situation is a bit <laughs> a bit crazy at the moment. It is. So um, yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't make it for the for the world titles just because like, we can't travel. Yeah. Uh, but definitely as soon as possible, as soon as the borders will be open again, sure, that, that's going to be the goal. So you, you were making the difference in Italy yes. during that time. So the big decision there, probably the biggest decision you've made is to move overseas away yes. from family. Did you Have you got a lot of family still there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My whole family, uh, consider that, you know, in Italy – especially older generation, they have like six, seven brothers. And that's the case with my mom. Okay. So I have like seven uncles <laughs> and all, you know, the um, cousins and all. The, sure. the, it's a big family, of course. And I also have a video of the, the first time I went back from, from here. It was 2016. And, uh, you know, I this video I made a surprise for everyone. I didn't say, you know, I'm coming back. And oh. uh, there's a video that's really, really um, touching. Yeah. And there's my grandmother there as well in the video. So, yeah, that, that's been hard to leave everything behind and just move to follow my dreams. But honestly, it's worth it. Yeah, because I have heard that Italy has the largest population of people over 60, which is why they got hit so hard with COVID, you know, yeah. the COVID-19. Uh, so, okay, what was the decision like explain that, and like because I went through the same sea change. Oh, but not overseas. I actually moved into state when I was young. Yeah. What was the decision? Do you remember that that day that and reason why you made that decision? Yeah, obviously I remember that. And um, so what happened was you know a complete transformation in my mindset. As I said before, 
health was the principle, and I wanted to strive to my maximum potential, both for my body and my mind. So the more you know, the the more you are free. I would say. Sure. So um, I'm you know in in the beginning, uh, coming from such a small town, you. Your mind is restricted to that, you know, the area. You that know. world is yeah. that's what you've been it's, involved in. Yes, it's just that. But then you start understanding that, you know, living uh, out of that world is possible. There's something else. There's a lot more out of that little town, you know. And um, I, I've never traveled, honestly, bef- before coming here. Yeah, I've traveled around Europe, but never had, you know, huge experiences. You always go with your friends. And in a way, it's like moving part of your house somewhere sure. else. Yeah. But what I thought was, okay, we have this opportunity. I have this opportunity to um, to do something in the fitness industry. That's what I want to do. I started thinking, okay, is that possible in my country? Probably not. Europe is still going through hard times. And there has to be a place where, you know, that we still have an opportunity to grow, to develop, and to give to the world. I'm, I always had a big, huge respect for my family. I've been adopted when I was like 27 days old. Really? Yeah. So, I, I, you know, it's never been a big trauma for me. Absolutely. I, I've been so lucky. Most beautiful family ever I could ever desire. Uh, but um, this means for me that I have, I owe something to those people. And I want to give back like making my family name well known in the world. So I want people to know that, you know, those people were loving me. Just, they're not, I mean, I wasn't coming from my adopted mom womb, but I you know she loved me like her own child. And it's still like that. And uh, we, I, sp- I speak with them every second day, honestly. Uh, right. And I'm 39. So, yeah. That's it's good. A bit, yeah. That's good. So yeah, basically I was looking for a place that, could give me the opportunity to uh, to get to the top, to reach the top, to reach more people. From my small town, I couldn't I couldn't talk to the world. Honestly, it's like now you with this amazing setup you 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 have here, you can touch a lot of people, a lot of lives, and you can give, um, let's say, and add value, a lot of value to those people. And I wanted to do the same. I wanted to share uh, the love I got from them, uh, and I wanted to share uh, my knowledge. Um, as I said, you said, it's not easy to do, okay, this is wrong, this is right, let's do the right thing. It's never easy. I have that gift in a way, so, and I want to share that with, with the world. So if something I say or something I do or something I prove uh, can help someone else, I'm happy. Do you think it came, like you just said, what's important, what you just said is, I wanted to to give back to this family that gave me everything. Yes. You think that determination has come from that value? Absolutely. Yes. So yes. that is the strength behind your decisions now. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's great. Sometimes we don't do things because we are afraid to fail or to or even to succeed. So what happens if you succeed? You have to change something. You, you're going to be someone else. You're going to be a different person. Break the, the balance in a way. I'm not afraid anymore. I say it okay, this is the chance I have. I have to uh, give up something to become the person I am today. And that was my old uh, mindset. That was my old lifestyle. 
uh, in a way, the presence of my family and my friends in there. I used to have a girlfriend in there and yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah she, she didn't move here. So I was here by myself and after eight months we broke up. Uh, we still talk to each it's other. It's hard, long distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Well, yeah. Why Australia? Australia because, again, I was researching again um, about the fitness industry and this country was one of the most well-developed in terms of um, respect for this industry. So the um, idea of uh, fitness for Australian people is really uh, important. I mean, it's something that uh, it's part of the culture. I've never seen so many people in a gym in here, so many gyms yeah. around. In Italy, yeah, it's not like that. Do you think it's because of the weather? As well. That was part of my decision, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I so I wanted to find a place where uh, I could plant that seed in terms of career, in terms of family. I want to you know, create a family uh, and I wanted to, to do that in a safe place. Australia was one of the top of the list. Actually, there was a kind of a challenge between Australia and Canada. But then the weather, as you said. Yeah, <laughs> it always the... is from Europe. Because when we, I was born in the United Kingdom. Oh, wow. And uh, we were deciding out of Canada or Australia. And oh. it was the weather. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. The weather, I mean, look, Canada's beautiful, but it gets fucking freezing. <laughs> oh, I remember going to Toronto and it was minus 20. And, you know, you do climatize. People climatize to that. I just... Man, it was just, you couldn't do anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I understand, I understand. So, so you, you came here at what age? I was 35. Wow, so yeah. it's a big change yeah. at a, at a, for a 35-year-old to change to another country and pursue fitness, you know? Yeah. So tell me what that was like when you first got here. What was the first <laughs> year? Because your English is incredibly good. Oh, Did thanks. you learn English in Italy? Uh, at school, yeah. Oh, you did it. The, the problem in Italy is that you never get a chance to, to practice. So the major uh, improvement actually happened here. Uh, in the beginning, <laughs> I still remember the guy next to, sitting next to me on a plane uh, from, I think it was Singapore to Perth. And the, this guy was from Perth. He started talking to me. Uh, Wayne, believe me. I couldn't get a word. <laughs> and I said, I'm sure I know English, but I was expecting sounds. It was probably because of the accent and the speed. Yeah. Uh, but again, uh, I couldn't get him. I said, oh man, sorry, slow down. I couldn't, I can't understand what you're saying. Yeah. But then uh, what, I, what I actually did in terms of study, obviously I, I studied in an English school for eight weeks. That was the only thing I've done, you know, regarding language. And then, as and, and my goal was the fitness. So, sure. uh, I came here the second of October two thousand fifteen, and in January I was already starting fitness, set three in fitness, because I wanted to get the qualification oh, okay. to work in this. Is industry. that hard? Is that hard to do? It depends. Uh, if you like it, if it's your passion, not really. It's there's still a lot of things to consider, um, and it's not. It's not a job that's based on just the knowledge. There's a lot of practice behind it, a lot of experience you got to get, and uh, you have to be uh, willing to communicate with people, especially sure. if you want to, you know, become a personal trainer. And that was the goal. Um, yes, you have to practice a lot. Sure, uh, sure. If you like training, I mean, if you if you train yourself, yeah, that's different. But in that specific school, I had a lot of um, schoolmates that were just 
there for the visa. So uh, yeah, sure. That that's hard when you know it's like that. And yeah, did you come over with a bit of cash that uh, you saved up? I saved up. So last, as I said, I quit the job at bank, in the, the bank, and I started doing like uh, any other thing. You know, I work yeah. in the bar, I work in the restaurant. I try to save up as much as possible, and I came here with just. Um, small luggage to save on the ticket as well yeah. <laughs> and I, I, re- I still remember i had only seven shirts that was it and two pants wow uh, which is all you need really yeah yeah yeah. you think about it yeah and australians do talk very fast yes because uh, i used to teach a lot of international students like but they more would come from south america because instead of going to america they can't work and study there because of the visa yeah. in Australia, you can. So I used to teach a lot of Colombian students, Argentinian, Mexican, and it was we talk. I had to slow down the talk yes. um, consciously because I know Australians talk English very fast, and you know with the sound. So my, but you you're sounding more Aussie now than Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Or you need that slight tang of Italian to sound sexy, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> and that's all part of pulling in the uh, personal training and stuff like that. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so you studied and did it take long for you to get a job after that? Uh, okay, so as I said, that was January 2016. And then I got the job basically in August 2017. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's so. with studying. Uh, yeah, I, I completed my cert four. It was probably May, April, May, and I got the job probably two, three weeks later. Besides language, what was the hardest thing coming here? Um, okay, culture, culture is really, really different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I said, I come from a really small town, maybe less than a thousand people. Where? In uh, it's called Abruzzo, and it's in oh. the middle of the. Uh, on the east coast, in the middle of um, the boot, let's say. Oh, okay. okay. It's not far from Rome, probably like 70, 80 k's from Rome. Oh, okay. Not too I'm far. Not, not too far. Well, distances is another thing, you know, you have to. Over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, it's different. I was in Rome in January. Oh, really? Yeah. We just got out before it all Lucky. started to hit. Yeah. Lucky, yeah. But I love, I love history anyway, but um, I would think you'd say the food. The food was just stunning there. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I haven't changed my uh, way to feed myself. I mean, it's uh, I eat whole food, so yeah. wherever you go, you can find that. Uh, I was shocked because one of one of my first jobs was um, a night filler in IGA. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, my shift went from um, eight p.m. to midnight. Um, it was the you know probably one of the most funny experience experiences I had in the you know in the first period here. Um, to doing different jobs, yeah, and that job uh, showed me a lot about you know the Australian culture because yeah, you're meeting people, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, there was you know first thing it was really strange for me that a store like that was open in the night in twenty four seven, yeah. What you need to buy at two a.m. But it was people <laughs> that, that buying something, and then oh, this uh, is IGA Little. No, no, no. There was the the one in uh, Netherlands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are they twenty four hours as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so, yeah, basically, I, I'm, the first thing I've noticed there was a you know really small produce, fresh produce um, aisle. That was it, uh, and then the rest was all junk food, packed food. Isn't yeah. It? That's not even real food, 
and and so I was taking pictures and sending videos to my family. Say, oh look, spaghetti in a can, or I don't know, <laughs> uh, some some strange flavors. And I still think that they are pretty uh, unusual, you know, at least for my culture. And other things like Alfredo pasta, you know, stuff like that that doesn't exist in Italy. Meatballs, spaghetti meatballs, stuff like doesn't that. Doesn't exist. Chicken yeah. parmigiana. That's not a thing. Absolutely, parmigiana oh, really? is is it. <laughs> It's a vegetarian, uh, I would say, uh, dish in Italy, and it's made with eggplants. Oh, so okay, okay. It's a totally different. I thing. think it's the simple dishes that I really liked, and that I'm trying to learn how to cook now. I've been watching uh, Marco Pierre White and Gordon Ramsay. Oh yeah, doing yeah. the cacio e pepe, and uh, and the carbonara, oh. and, you know, and just the simple dishes. But oh man, they're so tasty. So you got a job at IGA. Yep. Did you get it? When was it that you got a job at the gym? That was actually a couple of jobs later. <laughs> okay. So I've been working as a um, painter as well. Oh, okay. And then in an auto repair um, mechanic shop. Oh, okay. Uh, as a driver and cleaner. I've been doing that doing that for a year and a half. Yeah. You know, it gives it, it's great to hear somebody that had a sea change, life change at 35 and is able to go and pick up these jobs in order to do what they want to do. Yeah. And I think that's a big lesson for people to hear. There's some bigger lessons coming. When was it that you decided to go, I'm going to enter a bodybuilding competition, hmm. the good, WA? Good question. Oh, well, WA was just a natural consequence of, you know, me coming here. I wanted to to reach the top. I said to myself, if, the, if there's a, a title, a world title for a natural bodybuilder, that has to be mine. I mean, I was born for this, and I believe I put my 200% in this. I'm, I'm changing everything. And maybe someone else is trying to do that, but I'm sure nobody's going to do that like I do. So I want to get to the top. So it's, it's an inbuilt attitude. I've noticed that in, in athletes, especially in the fighting game, in MMA, boxing, I know a lot of boxers, there's a, a different attitude that comes with that. And you just, I don't know, it's just, it's, I think it's something you're born with. I really do. They've got this instinct and I think unlike any other sport, and I'm not downing any sports, but with, uh, with the professional boxers and fighters and bodybuilders, it is a completely different discipline because it's your whole life. And I think bodybuilding in, in, is a little more <sighs> because it affects everything. It's your sleep, diet. Training, sleep, diet, training. And on top of that, you have to try and make a living. Yes. Which I think is the hardest thing to balance that, right? Am I, yeah. am I right? What was the first competition? So um, there was 2014, actually. And as I said, I, was, I started researching about health and about, you know, the possible ways for me to develop functionally and, you know, health, you know yeah, aesthetically as well. Uh, my body and my mind. So I was going from a nutritionist to another, from a personal trainer to the next one. And I was trying to learn and I was trying, obviously I was studying on the side and I was doing different jobs, as I said, restaurants and stuff like that. I ended up in 2014 with this uh, guy, very, uh, very nice person. He knew he was a competitor. I think he still competes. 2016. Uh, in 14, oh, 14. In, yeah, it was in be Italy. just before, yeah, just before coming here. Right. Okay. And, uh, I started with him on in May, and I still have the pictures. I can show you the pictures from right. April. That was just before starting with him, and uh, 
that was yeah May 2014, and he said like, why don't you compete? Me? Nah, I'm too skinny, and uh, you know, I'm, it's not for me. I don't want to step on stage with a little posing trank. It's not. I'm not that type of person. And he told me one thing. He said, man, it was a simple sentence, but it triggered something in my mind and said, you got to start from somewhere. And he was right. I mean, I can't decide at any moment who I want to become. Isn't that kind of a good yeah. feeling? Yeah. And I said, that's, that's right. Two days later, I said, you know what? Let's do it. And that was the beginning of everything. Wow. So it was that one line that guy said. Yes. That changed yes. your mind into... Why not? Absolutely. And I can. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I was coming from um, a really, really nice and peaceful childhood where, where my um, my family gave me everything. I, I was actually free. And that was, the, the I think, the biggest gift and the biggest lesson because my ultimate goal, I think, for everybody should be freedom. Yeah. So you want to be able to to leave, actually, not, you know, not doing something um for someone else or, you know, you, you want to be free and follow your passion because that's the only way you can give your 100% to the world and contribute to make it better. Um, so I was coming from this period in which, you know, my genetics, you know, growing up in a small town in Italy where you're the, the different one, where, you know, you see my complexion, is my genetics, uh, per, a percentage of my DNA comes from Africa. So and uh, in the, in the eighties, I'm um, nineteen. I was born in nineteen eighty one. There was nobody, nobody, not even like little tan, like oh, me. Where you're from? In in where you were I, in I Italy? Was, uh, yeah, I was born. Yeah, no, no, no. There was nobody else. Oh, okay. So I was the adopted uh, like black guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it created honestly, it created me, um, a, you know, a few problems uh, when I was. You know, like in probably the primary school, uh, secondary of school. Of course, yeah. kids. Uh, yeah, when yeah. you're different. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, my my genetics. Uh, when I was expressing my um, physical difference, let's say in genetics, uh, I used to run to do you know all these um, games with other kids, and I was always winning. And my mom still remembers that. And right. so she 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 told me like two days ago. Oh, do you remember when you know other kids didn't want to play with you because they knew that you you we were gonna win? Uh, you were the fastest. I was jumping higher. I was doing everything like that. And I say, yes, I remember, mom. And I was I used to feel like guilty for that. So I stopped. Uh, right. That kind of killed my um, competitive spirit. That line from you know that personal yeah. trainer just. It made it make that uh, spirit come alive again. Wow. And I, I do know a lot of kids that are better than the other kids purposely try and fail to fit in. And yeah. is that is that what happened? Yeah. And uh, it's not until you get a bit older and a bit more wise that you realize these things, you know. Yeah. So that line still carries you to today. Absolutely. You've Absolutely. got to start from somewhere. And yeah. so your first competition, tell me about the training and your, uh, your, the psychology that goes in behind that. Yeah. So um, what actually made the difference uh, as well was um, to me understanding the bodybuilding world. So um, the first time I went backstage, I was not, that was not as a competitor. That was as a spectator. So I was talking to these guys thinking, ah, oh, they might think they, you know, they're the best. Uh, they look great. They've, they must feel better than you know anyone else, 
but that wasn't the case. That was so nice. There was such a you know beautiful spirit and um, atmosphere in the backstage. And I said, that's different. I used to play soccer and we used to basically <laughs> look at each other like, that's the enemy. I'm going to kill that guy on the field. That in bodybuilding, that's it's all about what you've done to get ready for that day. I think day. there's a mutual respect because I think everybody knows the training involved just to get to the stage. Oh, yeah. you know? Except if you're Arnie <laughs> <laughs> and you've seen Pumping Iron yeah. and Howard, he just digs. He digs them backstage, you know. Right. But so so it was a humbling experience. For yes, you. yes. And then basically from there, the training from May to November, which was the date of my first competition, uh, it's been like wonderful journey. I mean, I was learning, and I still remember when I first started lifting my five kilo dumbbell, dumbbells and doing shoulders, and this guy was trying to teach me how to do that, how, how to um, actually feel that in the muscle. There was like uh, something, it wasn't me lifting weights, it was me uh, enjoying the feeling. Sure. It wasn't hard. It was actually so. I was so excited every time before I would, you know, okay, tomorrow, what are we going to do? And then, you know, it was different. It wasn't, oh, why do I have to do this? As a trainer today, that's what I see in a lot of people, unfortunately. So they see um, training as a punishment. Yeah, but do you know, <laughs> there's one thing you've said in this podcast, which I think every person, young person, especially young person heading into the world of bodybuilding, you said for you, it was never about the aesthetics. It was about the health. Yes. That makes all the difference because I think when people, you know, in bodybuilding, they see the peak of the mountain of where they want to get to, but they don't see the mountain that they've <laughs> got to climb. Yeah. And it's about aesthetics. So training then becomes a labor intensive chore that they have to do in order to get there and i do think after a while the endorphins kick in your body wants to go a bit more and more but i was gonna i was gonna get to that point do you see in your training people that there's a difference there of they want to it's completely aesthetics yeah and then there's guys there that i want to just get healthy and if the result is looking better then then so be it You, you see that when straight off uh, it's quite rare, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but it happens. Um, and that's the people I love to, are more passionate, you know, to train, uh, aesthetics, it's, it's a motivation that comes and goes, you know, like, it's like, I would like to get, you know, that body. It's different when you think about, okay, I want to buy that dress or buy that car. You just need, you know, the money, yeah. your finance, it's it easy, you know, you, you, sure. you get it. But to get there, as you said, it takes... To climb a whole mountain. Yeah, it's hard. If you don't feel um, the need for something that's more important than aesthetic, you're not going to get there. Right. Good point to make. So, uh, and do you find that more with the mature age people or or the, you know, um, that, that are going there for health? I think that people need to learn. So I find that um, type of mindset more with people that, have been through injuries, been through uh, through some sick, you know, sort of sickness of conditions, and they want to just get rid of, you know, to get rid of that. Yeah, and that that's that keeps them going. Uh, aesthetic, as I said, like like the first time I joined the gym, I was probably fourteen years old, and uh, um, you know, I, I had this idea. Okay, I'm going to do this for a month, and I'm going to become the new Arnold. 
that's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> never gonna happen. Um, and so you see all these people going around with you know protein shakes and all the you know like there's a, a magic pill or what do you take? What exercise are you doing? Yeah. It, it takes just time and discipline. Discipline, yeah. yeah. It's consistency that changes um, everything. Diet, sleep, oh, yeah. and training. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. And so, what what was the hardest challenge for you in bodybuilding in regards to body? As I said, the first competition was first prep was kind of easy and pretty short, I would say, compared to what I do today. Uh, but then the hardest part was now what so what happens now so once you get there then you obviously you're never happy as a as an athlete you always want you know you know you can do more of course so every time you get you know reach something okay and what's next what's next so the hardest part was actually understanding that first you can't if you want to grow if you want to let's say get better for the next comp next year and you know everything that's going to, to happen in the future, you have to give up something again. So you can't maintain that condition forever. Mm. I mean, you get so lean and dry in a way, let's say, uh, to use bodybuilding um, words, it's hard then, you know, two days later, you don't look like that. Yeah. And you don't have that tan anymore, the oil and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, you're not on stage and that's really hard psychologically. Right. Physically, um, as I said, probably if you look at this thing uh, from a health point of view and you make that your lifestyle, it's not that hard at all. The hardest part, I would say, is the off-season when you have to eat, 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 and it's a lot of food, a lot of food. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll get to that because yeah. I'm wanting to know what your day-to-day, -day, oh, like yeah. what your day-to-day -day training will be. Preparing for the, your first comp Yes. was how many weeks? Uh, there was around, well, as I said, there's... From May to November, so... Six months? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Is yeah. that standard, six months before a competition? Yeah, I would say that's... Wow. Yeah. This, this last one took me seven months. See, that's what yeah. I'm talking about with bodybuilding and discipline. That's not easy. Because <laughs> even as fighters, it's like an eight to ten week prep. Yeah. You know, two three months, you know, like you train, train hard. Off season, you you know, like <laughs> it depends what sort of athlete you are, but yeah, you're you're competing at the top level now. Yeah. So what was the feeling like when you won the first comp? I think it was the WA one, right? Oh, in here? Yeah. Um, in here, or oh, 2016, I played second. Because oh, I, okay. I was competing, I was kind of naive, but I wanted just to do something. Uh, and I wanted to get into the bodybuilding um let's say, uh, industry here in WA. And I was competing in the IFBB Federation, which is the top in the world, you know, the Mr. Olympia as uh, part of the IFBB, actually. But it's an un untested federation. So the guys that were competing there they were on some sort of enhancing drugs. And I was oh, probably... Okay. Uh, I was surprised to play second, uh, regardless, you know, of, you know, that... that Detail, let's, let's say yeah. it this way. Uh, and so I was a bit disappointed, honestly, because it's not just, um, you know, coming here as an immigrant and you do like all sorts of jobs and you pay money to enter a competition 
to be part of that federation, a member of the federation, and then you understand that that's a waste of money. It's not about the money itself, but it's the principle behind it. It's a sort of you said respect, which is a really important thing, important part of this you know, whole industry, and uh, that's disrespectful, honestly. So for me, it was a mistake to do that comp, uh, but it's been a great lesson. So mm. uh, from there. I decided to um, start competing with ICN, which is Tested Federation. I've been tested five times. I was going to ask uh, you what ICN means because I know you, you eventually got your ICN Pro card. Yes, yes. So what does ICN stand for? It's I Compete Natural. Oh, okay. And it says everything. Okay, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. does say everything. Yeah. Because that was going to be one of my questions is you see Mr. Olympia. Yeah. You see those, those you know, those top of top end guys competing. There has to be drugs involved, yeah? And nowadays, yes, of course. Because uh, you can't compete at that level to get that body yeah. without some sort of some sort of drug, right? That is true. But don't get me wrong. I still have res- a lot of respect for those people. Oh, look, the work still goes in. Yes, don't get yes, me wrong. Absolutely. The work st- still yeah. goes in. I've got no doubts about that. A, fr- yeah. a friend told me that. He goes, you still have to train. A no, lot, yeah. You yeah. still train, train, train. But it's nice to know that ICN is a is a competition now for natural where you get tested all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. So then you can really look at, okay, you can compete against people that are on the same level. Yes. Otherwise it's unfair, right? Absolutely. Yeah. True, true. That's still someone, you know, sneaking in sometimes. I don't get the point, you know, if you're not how, natural. How do you know, Paola? Like, uh, come on, <laughs> look at those quads. How did you get those? They didn't look like that eight weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a physique sport, so you can definitely see on someone, you know, it's it's visual. I mean, you see that. Yeah. Um, but again, there's, a, there's actually, a, um, it's not only ICN, it's, only, uh, it's also INBA, for example. There's different federations that are tested nowadays, so... Uh, you know, if there's guys that want to, you know, start this type of experience, there's, you know, still choice for that. I wouldn't recommend, honestly, for my principle, I would never damage my body with any enhancing drugs, yeah. any type of drugs at all. Uh, the point is not, uh, you know, winning a competition. It's more about transforming yourself in the person you want to be. If you want to be healthier, if you want to, obviously the look, the aesthetic is going to come. But you see, like you said, it's your value system you grew up with. Oh, yeah. That's what's kept you there, you know? Yeah. Like guys that don't have that, um, you can see going in and performance-enhancing drugs and, you know, I just need to be bigger, 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 better, you know? Yes. So I think the value system you were brought up with has helped you in that way because you don't want to damage your body in any way, especially later in life. Oh, yeah. Then you you got the ICN. Yes. What made you go to South Korea? (laughs) I was nobody here. Nobody knew me. I was coming from nowhere. And that was a beautiful experience. Those guys were amazing. I mean, they allowed me allowed me to uh, enter that world and they, you know, which guys? And the uh, the president and uh, all the staff members that, you know, again, that's a really nice environment. Even the other competitors who were you know, not so nice and uh, uh it was kind of easy for me to enter um this this world in here and once i got in and i got on stage uh, that was my first experience uh i won my division that i didn't get to the overall uh, and that you know as a competitive athlete now 
I, I have I can't do that. I want to do that. And uh, so the next step was to win the win the state titles, and that happened in 2018. Mm. As I said, I came here to get to the top. I want the world to know my <laughs> name. So, well done. Korea was the first opportunity I had, and it's been amazing. It's been amazing. I, I'm, I was competing uh, for a month basically every weekend. And so the first was what in order to get to Korea. Yeah, well, you qualify. Uh, the point is, okay, as an amateur, till you get the pro card, you have to. Uh, you you can just pay to enter a comp. So you enter the state titles, and then uh, even if you don't place, let's say you still have an opportunity to get to the nationals and maybe place there. Sure. But the point is, if someone beat you, I mean, if, if someone was better than you in WA. That's probably going to beat you again a one week later. Yeah, sure. So uh, my goal was to get the top to the top in here, so win the state titles, and then as an overall champion, I wanted to go to Melbourne in that case, and then win there, and then from there go so to. So you had a plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and um, as I said, there was a, for the whole month I did four comps in a row, uh, and that was 2019. So the whole month of. Um, uh, May, uh, and the last comp was the um, the first of June, and it was in Italy, as, oh. and I competed there as a pro. Oh no way! <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, yeah again, what a circle that is. Yeah, that must have felt good. Yeah, absolutely. And for the first time after four years, yeah, four years, my parents were there watching me. You know, in that's, person. That's live. not long. Like oh. your rise in achievement of what you've done. It's not a long time, at the age you started. Oh yeah, I mean you must yeah. you must hear that quite a bit. <laughs> I true. mean you came here at thirty five. It's not like you came here at twenty and then decided that's it. I'm going to start becoming an athlete. So it must have felt good going back to Italy and you won there. Uh, or no, you, you, no, you I, placed. Yeah, placed fifth. Fifth. All oh, right, yeah. right, right. That was my first pro show. It's it's been more about the journey. Yeah. Uh, Simply because you know it, it's really hard as um, you know in a physics sport everything has to be on point as you said that's right train sleep the the eating so flying all those hours to get oh. there it's been actually uh, detrimental obviously so I wasn't at my hundred percent but I was so happy honestly uh, just because I, know I got my pro card in Korea so actually I won the overall in here then I went to uh, that was uh, Sydney, and uh, again I played second in the, in the nationals, and then I won my division in the world title in Korea, and and then I placed fifth in Italy, and all it all happened in a month, and then I in a month yeah every <laughs> every weekend I was competing I was flying here and there Jeez. that that's been hard physically but mentally man it was a, mm, a dream that's what i, I want you know the way i want to live you yeah. know, as an athlete yeah. and uh, meeting you know all sort of people from everywhere i got a lot of friends new um contacts and new um uh, yeah i mean I, I follow new people on uh, social media and they follow me and it's uh, it's so nice to be you know like involved in uh, in this environment that was the, the dream you know 4 years before that i was you know in front of a computer Suit and tie, you know. If that's if that's not a if that's not something that people want to hear at that time of their life, that they can make a change at any time, and within four years you were flying to enter competitions, that must feel damn bloody good. Absolutely, yeah, 
yeah. And you know, I also think it's nice that you haven't won all the time because I think it's like boxing, you know, if you get defeated, you learn a lot more about that defeat than sure. you do the wins, right? Sure. Of what you could do better next time. Because then you probably went, okay, travel. You've got a factor in the travel. Your body has to go through that. And there's a lot that, that goes into that. So did that coming fifth, but in Italy, you're going flying back to Italy to yeah. compete, which is pretty damn good. So w- what happened after that? Uh, after that, I, so the plan was to enjoy a couple of weeks with my family. Mm. Uh, actually, three weeks. And then... Because uh, my girlfriend is from Italy as well, so we traveled back. Verona. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done my research. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but you met her here. Yes. Yes, we met here actually. Typical. Yeah. Crazy. Typical. I, you travel so far away from home, <laughs> and then you, you know. But yeah, the 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 funny part is that uh, in Italy we would never never had a chance to to meet actually. Mm. We, we live so far, and then it's 64, 65 million people. In there, it's it's basically impossible even to to meet there. But we met here, and uh, I would say on one side was love at first sight. Um, but what I've seen in that person again was something that I was looking for for a long time. Uh, when you look someone in the eyes and you understand that's a genuine person, someone you can trust. In today's world, it's really hard. It is. <laughs> so. Uh, Again, I, I may come from a small town, but I, I met a lot of people around. So, and it's hard to find someone that, someone that, you know, just by the look in their eyes, you know, you understand that's a good person. That's that's you know, I can genuine, can, yeah, genuine, genuine, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, because you know, simply because we are so used to people that want to abuse us, you know, in some ways yeah. that you, want something from you. Yeah. Mm. So you really. Did, where did you meet her? Uh, <laughs> at the gym, at the actually, gym. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't hard. Um, and yeah, so yeah, that, that's been. I mean, incredible. I was. Uh, I'm a romantic guy. Uh, Bloody Italians, <laughs> always, always putting pressure on us <laughs> Australians. You know, being that romantic Italian guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the tradition. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and yeah, so um, I was looking for that. You know. A special story, you know, love story, and that special person, and you know, when you have those values, the only way to um, to make you know something from that is to meet someone that matches those values. Sure. And Sylvia, my girlfriend, uh, she's perfect. How long have you been seeing her now? Um, two years. Oh, yeah. okay. Two years. Yeah. It was the 18th of November, so we're going to celebrate, actually. Well done. The two years now. Well done. All the female listeners, all that, are going to be watching it. And like, oh, no. <laughs> He's met someone already, you know. There's no hope anymore. <laughs> too late. Too two late. years goes quick, eh? Yes, yes. Yeah. So tell me a day by day. What would your day in the life of before tra- uh, competition be? Sleep, training, eating. What would that be? Okay, so... Um, when you start, so this this year, for example, um, I've started my um, off season. Just to give you an idea, um, when I came back from Italy, there was the the travel back from you know after Korea and uh, <laughs> the fifth place in um, in um, Rimini. There was the twenty eighth of June, and I've started. So that was the beginning of the off season. Uh, I'm really I'm like a machine. Uh, so I I'm really strict even even in the off season. Obviously, there's a lot of food. But still, you have you gotta eat that every day. There's no 
going out for pizza or beer or stuff like, stuff mm. like that. And I started my prep in March, the 16th of March. And as I said before, my comp, my comp was the 10th and the 11th of October. Right. So Jeez. all that time. <laughs> That's nuts. All that time what I did. So training-wise, I was training from you know in blocks, in cycles, five or six days a week. So let's say I was doing three uh, cycles of six weeks for uh, on six days um, training with weights. On the seventh, I still do my cardio, and then after that, maybe it was three months, five days a week, you know that type of thing. My um, workout change changes every four to six weeks, and I have you know when I'm preparing for a comp, I love having my coach with me, which is great. Uh, and it's a guy from Queensland. Did he come to WA? No, 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 no. We, uh, actually, we. Um, so what happened is that. <laughs> That comp I was talking about in Melbourne, um, uh, sorry, in um, that was Sydney, sorry. Um, I was beaten by one of his uh, athletes. Right. This guy was peeled. This guy was, uh, I mean, I was actually doubting it was natural, honestly. He was shorter than me. Uh, genetically, I would say it's shape, but it's, it's a matter of, you know, it's, it's That's an another opinion. gen term, peeled. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> dry, so I've learned dry, dry and peeled. All right, all right. <laughs> but incredible. He is, you know, uh, they used to say that uh, competitions are won from the back. And this guy, ham, this guy's hamstrings and glutes and, you know, the whole back was just shredded. It was just, you know, you could see the muscle separation, every single fiber. And one of my weakest point is is always been hamstrings, not glutes, honestly, but hamstrings, they really take time to, you know, come out and, mm. you know, show all the details. But this guy was just incredible. Shorter than me, uh, again, his shape, personally, is not my favorite type of shape. I don't think it's, you know, really aesthetic, but overall it was great, amazing. And I said, wow. Okay, okay, that's the level I, I need to reach. Uh, and I want to beat this guy. Um, so on the flight, you know, flying back to WA, uh, I was talking with the president, um, Sam, at Trail um, of ICN, and I asked her, look, is there anybody you would recommend uh, for me as a coach? I mean, I want to step to the next level. I want to do more. Because I, I, you know, till then I was just doing everything by myself, so learning. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I you never had a, a trainer at all. Last one was 2014. The guy in Italy. Italy. It right. was that. God. And uh, and yeah, I have actually uh, to to his merit, I had um, uh, for a period of time a coach from here. Was that the it, guy from Jets? No, uh, it's uh, he uh, was the first gym I joined. Uh, that is Snap in oh, the Snap city. Fitness. Yeah. Uh, Snap Fitness was 2000. 2015 leading to 2016. Actually, the first thing I, I did once, uh, <laughs> the second day I was here was the, um, I joined Jet, uh, Snap. Okay, yeah, straight Membership, away. yeah, that was important. So yeah, apart from that experience, I didn't have anybody. Sure. And uh, so she said, yeah, there's this guy, uh, Brandon Kempter, and then there's the other guy, Nathan Wallace, I think. Uh, you can you know search for them on social medias, and I said, okay, let's have a look. I was on his page, and I and I've seen that. I know this guy. That was the guy that beat me uh, on on in you know on the stage in the nationals. I said, no, I want him. I want him. So I contacted yeah. Brandon, and I said, look, 
I know we can do damage together. So we have to do this. And it was like, man, I know who you are. <laughs> Let's do it. And it's that was that was actually that was before I left for in, uh, to go to Italy. And um, so once I came back in June, the 28th of June, we started working together. So it's been now longer than a year. So, but he's, you said he's not here. No, no, no. no. So you worked through the internet? Yes. Through Skype yes. And, and stuff like that? Yeah. So I send him um, every, basically every week photos and uh, a sort of feedback form. I mean, if you are a beginner, you definitely need, you need someone, someone there, yeah, sure. next to you but uh, in my case specifically i needed someone to take care of the um how can i say the, the backstage yeah you know, yeah and yeah yeah so he's doing you know all the, the work he doesn't have to explain me the exercise i had to do that but and the form or yeah. you know all in the tech you know, the technical aspects of of lifting you know all of that y yeah it's just okay you need to do this for that and exactly oh yes. okay yeah. and Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, and it's nice to have someone telling you uh okay we can adjust this in terms of uh nutrition you know everything everything that's been a big advantage and having sylvia in the backstage during those last comps it made a big difference how well, I'll tell you something funny that happened in Melbourne the first time I was competing for the, in the national titles. Um, so I was backstage, and I, and I usually have my headphones. Uh, I love music. Uh, my dad is a musician, and, you know, I grew up with this uh, kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, some kind of thing in my DNA sure. in a way. So, and I get completely lost when I'm listening to the museum, really, you know, into mind space, as mm. well as I, when I train. If you mm. saw me training, yeah. I'm in a different place. Yeah. I mean, look at you, but I don't see you. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about something else. But anyway, so I, I was backstage relaxing, listening to my music, and then I said, oh, it's been a long time now. They should call us to, to get on stage. <laughs> I took one headphone off, and I heard this guy screaming, where have you been? Where are you? Are you number whatever, 65, whatever. Oh, shit. I said, yeah, uh, what's going on? I said, well, uh, we will call you out with the judges. You can't compete anymore. I said, what? You're joking. I mean, I, I come from WA. I, I was, <laughs> after all that Yes, <laughs> after all that. <laughs> yeah. And they said, oh, let's see, let me talk with the judges. Let's see what we can do. Looking at the judges from the backstage, and they were like, oh, come, come. Okay. So, okay, yeah, for this time, uh, yeah, you can go. And I stepped on stage, no pumping, no uh, nothing. I did nothing. So, and the best part was that I got I played second at the nationals <laughs> after that. So I was not prepared. It was my first experience, and so the difference with Sylvia uh, having Sylvia next to me oh, is to that sort of yeah, yeah take she, you out of that yeah. zone. And now time to eat. Uh, time to do this. Time to do right. the pump up. You know. And uh, yeah, so uh, and then having someone you know in the crowd when you come from nowhere, yeah, and you have someone cheering your name, yeah, yeah. makes a difference. Yes, yeah. I thought you were gonna say <clears throat> Sylvia would do. She was the one to go to the judges and soft talk them about you coming out. <laughs> but no, she's like tapping you, going, "Okay, yeah. you got to do this, that." And yeah. and what's the tension like before a comp? It's exciting. For the music and the crowd and yeah, yeah, different energy absolutely, on stage. Absolutely, for the first time, I have to say this year I had so much fun. It's important. Yeah, mm. I had a lot. So it, the first comp was just uh, you know I didn't know what to do at all. Yeah. Uh, I was doing my routine, 
uh, I didn't know how to pose. I didn't know anything. It was just a, again, it takes time to learn. Yeah. Uh, but this this year it's been really fun, and you can actually transfer that confidence. You know that fine. I, I was enjoying it. Uh, everything uh, you can transfer to the that to the judges and to the people that the audience, uh, and that was amazing. Uh, the tension of obviously you. Again, as you said before, this type of sport is different because what you show on that day comes from the hard work you've been doing for a year, maybe, you know? So for me, uh, there's some sort of tension, uh, but I it's not about, okay, I may forget how to pose. No, that's not like that. It's more about, have I put 100% in? Right. Have I done everything I could do? Yeah. Yes, so... I'm fine. How did you learn movement? Because I know, I mean, I watched Pumping Iron years ago and he did like ballet lessons and yeah. just to be a bit more supple and, and movement. How did you learn that? Well, uh, you know, probably for Arnold at that time, you know, there were there was not, uh, there were not many options. He was going on the magazine, you know, okay. stuff. So, <laughs> but now you got the internet. Yeah, you got everything. Right, you can watch okay. videos. Yeah. So um, as I said, before I have great respect for um, uh, IFBB pros, yeah. so top on the world, and I, I think if you want to be the best in something, you have to learn from the best. Yeah, definitely. So uh, for me, uh, watching you know like Ronnie Coleman, uh, Kai Green, I met Kai Green in person. Oh, yeah? Yes, is amazing. It's, I mean, I mean <laughs> it's amazing as a man, as an athlete. Uh, I still want to, to uh, meet Phil Heath. Mm. Uh, never got a chance. I think it's. Yes, it's the gift, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. It's one of, uh, of the, uh, the best physiques I've ever seen, you know, like ever, ever in bodybuilding, uh, as well as Flex Wheeler. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's probably the, it's still on my phone. I mean, as a, as a, what Flex? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as wallpaper. Uh, again, uh, so I'm learning from those guys, Lee Labrada, in terms of posing. There's a lot of guys in the past. Uh, in the golden era, uh, Kevin Lebroni, I met him in Italy as well. Again, you can learn a lot from the best. And um, it's important to practice. Again, uh, it's not about uh, looking at yourself in the mirror. Okay, okay, I look good in this. No, you have to keep doing that, keep doing that sure. more and more. And it becomes part of you. Uh, you move that way. Um, I used to do martial arts for like seven years oh, okay. before that. And uh it's all about practice. As Arnold said, it's all about reps. Yeah. So the more you practice, the better you get in yeah. anything in life. It's like one step at a time, you know? Yeah. One step at a time. I, I think that because I used to do, I used to write um, and get paid to write. Wow. And people say, oh, you've always been that way inclined. I said, it was one word at a time. Like I wasn't. It was just practice, practice. And I'm still not a good, good writer. But I'm a lot better than I was yeah. 20 years ago, you know, in that sort of way. So, listen, let's talk about um, what people probably wouldn't guess from you. You're a vegan. <laughs> yes, I am. All right. And you started You Vegan with uh, Sylvia? Yes, yes. Now, I do know the story behind that, but do you want to tell that? Like, how did you start to distribute the food and why? That was part of my dream. So, as I said before, I always wanted to... Um, share my gifts with people. So discipline is one of the, the things that I, I'm proud of, you know, like um, having as a, as a gift. But I know that a lot of people s uh, struggle to stick to a diet. So I tried to find the way to give them a tool 
to to do what I do. So you just need to open the box and eat your your meal, a healthy meal. Mm. So no, I mean, what I've been doing since I met that guy in 2014 uh, was meal prepping. So it's years of practice. Yeah. And during this uh, pandemic, me and Sylvia had a chance to have time, enough time to say, okay, well, why not? Why, why, why don't we uh, just uh, realize this dream? Yeah, but even even more so the fact that you lost your jobs. Oh, yeah. So I think that's a big thing. You lost your job before when COVID shut, yes, uh, yes. shut down. And then you decided to sort of sit there and go, what can we do? And I think that's that's quite resourceful. And I think also people would like to hear that, that through a, through a circumstance of a, a shutdown, when everything feels like you've lost everything, yes. that's when opportunity can strike if you are resourceful enough, yeah? And yeah. I think you and Sylvia worked that out um, during that time yes. of what you can do. Absolutely true. Um, what I learned from you know working in the bank is that behind a crisis, there's an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody bankers. Is that how the rich get richer? Yeah. <laughs> That's true, actually. So exactly like you said, that during that period, not being a resident, uh, not having you know any financial support, not having a family here. Uh, so we still had to pay rent. We still had to, yeah. to do everything. There was a, a chance for us to um, put, down, put down in action um, something that we've been thinking about uh, for a long time, but again, you get so busy, you still you think you're doing a lot of things. Uh, oh, I get this appointment, another client, and this and that. But you, I mean, you're not really working on what you should be working on. Mm. Um, so that was the opportunity for us to to say, okay, um, what's important, what matters. So okay, health first. Then we we want to realize this dream. So this is the case to do it. And um, <laughs> it's funny because the first thing I did, once I realized I couldn't train and I was preparing for you know this season, <laughs> was to <laughs> drive for 150Ks around here to find some I know what you're going to say. Because I read that <laughs> on, your, on the SBS interview. Yes. That you, because I think everyone tried. I went to, I think, uh, Osmond Park, all sold out. All yeah. sold out. So I'm thinking, did you get some sort of special treatment because you, you know, you were in competition or you had to drive out to, to get something? Yeah. Yeah, I was in Osborne Park too. <laughs> the, yeah, a guy actually tried to sell me just the um, the rack. Uh, so, what, what can I do with that with the, without the weights? Uh, sorry, but it's not um, it's not what I'm looking for. So through a, a friend, actually, uh, I got into this warehouse in. Um, Apple cross and yeah so i said i need the weights i need the rack uh, whatever it costs right. i don't care and i you know even if i have to come with, here with my car and piece by piece you know drive back to yeah your kind well it's your living it's part of yeah. your living now yeah and i was lucky enough to get you know into that uh, warehouse and they had you know a few few things so i bought that that was the next day actually the same day i bought it and the next day I was mounting this um, squat rack in my right, garage. Right. And with you vegan, the thing is that, um, again, being health, my principle, uh, I kept reading, I still read, I love reading and researching about health. And the more I was reading, the more um, I found animal products be related to um, um, chronic diseases. 
Um, and again, my experience in IGA, uh, this the shock in the you know, different different in, in a difference in culture, they just show me that this farming uh, nowadays puts something that's not even real food on your plate. Mm. So many uh, fast foods, restaurants, stuff like that. I mean, we don't have that in Italy. We have fast foods. But, but that's why the food tastes so much better there. Oh, yeah. It's like some of the Asia, I've traveled a lot in some of the poorer countries. You know, when you have a chicken, uh, they've they've slaughtered the chicken that day to cook the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it tastes so much better. You may not get as meat because they don't have steroids pumped into yeah, the chickens. Yeah. But that's probably why the food in Italy, because it's all fresh. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, mm. true, true. And again, um, I think 75 to 80% of what, uh, what I had as a kid was coming from my, my, my grandparents. Grandfather's yeah, yeah. That was it. Again, uh, there was a natural consequence of my brain saying, okay, that's wrong. Let's do the other thing. I mean, the next big part was where do you prep the food? Because I know that you searched for an industrial kitchen. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> so then you <laughs> that, got pretty serious and yeah. with you and Sylvia. Yeah, because... Was um, it nice working with her? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's been a wonderful period. We still miss that. Uh, I shouldn't say this because it's been you know, really hard for a lot of people and for us as well. But we didn't have, again, it's a point of view. So we didn't have a job. What we didn't have was the stress coming from the job, from the pressure of the times. Yeah. Being a personal trainer means that you have appointments back to back and then you have your shifts and then you know you may go to another different job You know because you, you need money sure. to survive, to pay the sure. bills and everything else. But that... Keeping yourself so busy, as I said before, keeps you out of what your passion is most of the times. Uh, and my passion is to improve others' lives. I mean, I'm happy if someone listening to this, okay, I'm going to create my, uh, I don't know, uh, whatever company tomorrow. And that was because of something I said. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised who listens. <laughs> and, um, you know, we'll get your contact details at the end, but yeah. how... You know, things will, people will reach out, especially if they're from this state. Yeah. Dude, like you could do a lot better in your Instagram and social media. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I, uh, you could, I mean, especially coming from your profession, you know, there's a lot of people making a lot of money, um, especially if you want to help, help people and better people, because you also run a food, uh, a food place as well, like for, for food. Yeah. There's a lot of teaching can be done on the internet too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's in the plan. Oh, is that's it? Good, yes, yes, good, yes. good, good, good. Yeah, I was going to sort of push you that way, you know. <laughs> Even doing stuff like this, it's not, you don't need this to do it. You vegans um, coming along well then? Yeah, absolutely. We just actually um, got the um, approval for the new kitchen. So we're going to have a, a stable place. It's just oh, ours. Oh, wow. wow. It's in uh, Tuart Hill and um, in the Tuart College. And we just got the approval like two days ago. Oh, well done. Which is, thank you, thank you. Um, it's, it's a big step. I mean, we were renting kitchen or doing some stuff at home, but I like to do things properly. So, yeah. and um, again, that's again my mindset. My family <laughs> told me to, yeah. you know, how to be like that. That's going to be a big step. And the goal is to actually, uh, we started from one day a week because uh, one of the, principles for us was okay we're going to cook everything from whole foods plant-based fresh in the morning you're going to have it delivered fresh cooked in the evening that's it one day i read that and i'm like how the hell do you guys do that <laughs> like how the hell do you guys do that 
But it, yeah, it would be easier if you you know freeze some stuff, you know, you yeah. get some processed food. But that's not what I want to share. I mean, I don't eat like that. I eat like you vegan. So yeah. and that has to be what I want to sh- you know what I well share done. with people. Well Thanks. done. So um, does Sylvia compete as well? Not yet. Are she planning on? <laughs> um, I'm trying to convince her, but I think again, um, one of her principles that comes first is family. Yeah, sure. And she wants something else first. Sure. So sure. Uh, it's very hard yeah. as an athlete. I've I've got a friend that was on this podcast yes. who was a pro boxer. Um, her name was Kyla. She wanted to eventually have a family, but it took a year for her body to get back in order to produce to be ready to have a baby because yeah. athletes can really like torture their body, you know, pro athletes. Yeah. So, but she's turned that into her business now. Yes. So yes. she's helping athletic women trained for pregnancy Wow. and training through pregnancy with diet as well. So she's actually got a friend that's helping her do, you know, the food plans and, and they're helping people do that. But it came from a personal objective of look what I've done to my body like I've enjoyed what I've done, but I want to have a family now yeah. and I can't just fall pregnant because her body was, wasn't that way, you know, and just learning about that journey for her. So yeah, I, I can understand Sylvia's sort yeah. of going, look, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind a family coming yeah. through because she's still quite young, isn't she? Yes. She's 26. Yeah. 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 So the pressure's coming on, man. <laughs> the pressure's on to have that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. listen, so um, if people do want to contact you, where can they find you? Oh, well, uh, my Instagram, uh, which is the yoga 101. The yoga 101. <laughs> why yoga? And why 101? <laughs> yeah, why 101? <laughs> so uh, the yoga, uh, actually I got this this question uh, asked during my uh, last week, I think, because I posted a story, some stories with, you know, ask me something. And this guy asked me, why the yoga? The thing is, my dream in a way was to scare my opponents in the backstage. So just from, you know, taking my clothes <laughs> off, they had to go like my drop and say, what? Right. So there was uh, probably a picture of some, you know, like mythical uh, yeah. figure that was scary. So I thought, yeah, why not the yoga? I like that. I, I yeah. like how you've said that, but before you were like, when I went backstage, it was so nice and people were helping you. <laughs> there was no intimidation. <laughs> no, the yoga. <laughs> I want to take off my shit and scare the hell out of everyone. <laughs> no, well, in, in a good way. A in psycholo- a good way. Psychologically, yeah. have that psychological edge over, yeah? Yeah. And uh, one-on-one actually is because I consider myself 101% natural. Because during the off-seasons, especially when I have more... Uh, availability in terms of calories. I don't need even like protein supplements. I don't use anything, just right. food. And I something to be proud of. Well, yeah, mm. I don't actually trust you know powders or uh, anything that is not actually coming from from the earth. So, <laughs> so you don't take powders or anything. I do when I'm in, during the prep. So right. if I'm down to let's say two thousand calories a day, which sounds all right, mm. but for me, it's really low, honestly. <laughs> maintenance are about three thousand five hundred calories just right, to maintain. Right. Again, so when I'm dropping my calories that low, I need something to um, increase the protein level of my uh, daily uh, food intake. 
but I don't I don't need something to increase carbs or the macros, sure, right? So sure, sure. that's the uh, the best way, the easiest way, I would say, also to um, to do that. And your body is quite dehydrated before comp, right? You've got to lose all the water retention. Not really. Um, I tried that experience as well. Uh, it didn't work. <laughs> oh, is that right? Um, what happens is that the body um, it's got a, its own system to balance that out. So it's called homeostasis. That's the state in which your body wants to go back. So human body is made to survive. It doesn't like to change. So when you do something really um, uh, drastic, like, okay, I'm gonna, not going to drink, I'm going to manipulate my sodium and other stuff like that, which is actually pretty dangerous, the body will try to go back to its natural state. So right. let's say I have less sodium, so I release water, right? And then, uh, so basically what you do, you don't drink and have uh, right. more sodium. So you so counteract you try, that yeah. sort of... You, you, I mean, but that that type of thing lasts for maybe a couple of hours. And usually athletes complain, oh, I was looking so much better the day after when I had my cheat meal. <laughs> and that's because you reintroduce sodium and yeah, then more liquids. Okay. And, you, and then most of the, um, actually the whole size, the whole um, fullness of the muscles comes from the from glycogen that's, that keeps water inside the muscle fiber. So you look fuller, you look like bigger and, uh, you know, like, when you have more water in your body because it stays in the muscles. Yeah, true, true. So, no, I don't do that. I, I was actually drinking normally. Obviously, you don't want to have your stomach bloated when you're on stage. Yeah. But apart from that, so you maybe drop down fiber, um, content of your food, don't drink like a liter of water just before you step on stage. Sure, just just common sense. Yeah. Common sense. So, so before we go, um, yeah. what advice do you give uh, youngsters coming in now into your game, into the athletic competition level bodybuilding. What what's one piece of advice you'd give them? You have to have a vision. You have to know who you want to become, um, and it has to be really yours. It's, it's your dreams. You wake up, you breathe it, you go to sleep. You think it's an obsession. There's no greatness without the obsession. Uh, you might be encountering, you know, like obstacles, naysayers, people are going to, why, why, why would you do that? Why you eat like that? Why you, you know, live like that? What's the point? It doesn't matter. It has to be important for you. It's not to show off something. It's because it makes you happy. And that's the only thing that's going to pull you. So that goal is going to pull you. You don't need something to push you towards something. Sure. But you just need to look at that thing consistently every single day. And finally, everyone has to start from somewhere. From somewhere. <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks, man, for coming Thank on. You. Thanks Thank so you. much for coming on. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right. <laughs> Bye.